What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 22 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I'm joined by the Mad Lab and the Bod. We're going to talk about UFC 230, uh, Daniel Cormier versus the Black Beast. Me and Mad Lab are going to be heading to the garden for that. So we're going to do a little chatting about that, a little post Halloween conversation. We're going to keep fueling the MLB model versus the Bod fan base fire that is brewing. We do a fuck, marry, kill. We play just the tip. We give you about five different life hacks, a couple of which are very, very valuable. One which, if you play scratch-offs, you definitely need to listen to. Uh, do a couple things Mad Lab hates, and then we go into our newer segment, Guilty Pleasures, where we all pick one or two things that are really embarrassing that we don't want to tell the world. And, of course, they make fun of my hands throughout the whole show. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Messi is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. If a man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 22 of the No Mercy podcast. It is the day after Halloween. And we have two of the creepiest human beings you've ever met. The creepiest one I've ever met personally is Michael Iorato. He goes by the handle of at Mad Lab MMA. What up, Lab? What's going on, everybody? Check your kids' candies and ladies, show me your tits. <laughs> first of all, terrible Mailing energy. So, so uh, let me go to the bod first. Uh, what's up, bod? How you doing? Yo, what the fuck's up, son? There we go. I thought you weren't cursing this week. No, no. Candy. The bodies want it. The bodies get it. All right, so so first of all, now let's critique Mad Lab's intro. Decibel level, terrible. Energy level, terrible. Creativity, like a C minus. I think you failed on that intro, Lab. It's all right. We're good. Let's go. Let's get it rolling, son. Kurt, can you fire him up? Well, the problem is he's not going to be able to match the first two or three weeks, so now he's just at a loss. And I feel like every week it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah. And this is why I told you, branding 101, you have to have a consistent mm-hmm. message. Let's get mm-hmm. weird. Stay cashing. Consistent. And they yeah, can't what- make T-shirts for your people, Lab, if every week they got a new fucking slogan. <laughs> it's a new T-shirt every week. Just <laughs> stick with the tickle your clits and you know wiggle your tits thing that you always do. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do episode, like, 400? Yeah, he's already out of shit. We're in the third time <laughs> it's doing like it. It's like the third one. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to talk about on this show, we're going to go into UFC 230. I'll uh, talk about that in a second. Um, we're going to talk about things Mad Lab hates, as we always do. We got a good fuck, marry, kill from Twitter, which I want to talk about. We'll do our new Guilty Pleasures seg- segment, uh, which we started last week, and me and Lab stole the show with our just commitment to being brothers uh, without even knowing it, with the never-ending story, just we just get closer and closer every show. Mad Lab. I know. Uh, I don't think I'm there's much excited. to talk about. What's I'm up? Very excited about being get, popping my ch- cherry with the fuck Mary kill. Yeah, this is gonna be your first fuck Mary kill. Oh. So, so this will be good. And what else? We'll just fucking rant. So who gives a shit? We don't have a fucking show plan. So let's start off with this little war between uh, MLB model. And KG over here with the bodies. What's going on, Kurt? You want to give us an update? Bro, did you hear... It was Mad Lab. Did you hear last episode of Rob? Just oozing with creativity. He was trying to figure out his fan base name. And yep. it, I think, what did he say? The MLB modelers or something? <laughs> modelers. <laughs> he so just adds bad. like an ER at the end. <laughs> He's so bad at everything. So I created a Twitter poll to help him out. 
and it's actually finishing up in the next 38 minutes. Oh, are you excited? No, because it didn't go the way I wanted. But So we had finishing at number one to name his fans is Jim. <laughs> we just call his fans Jim. <laughs> That's his only fan. That got 37% of the votes. Second mm -hmm. was the boxed wine bladders. With 25%. Mad Live, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. That's the bag of wine. And they then got in... bags of whiskey now. You know what? The boxes of whiskey now they got? Really? Okay. Yeah, they got boxes of whiskey. They got boxes, boxes of scotch. Go ahead. Maybe that'll be one of your uh, maybe one of your just the tips, one of your life hacks. Black Box <laughs> makes it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The third place was the foot fetish shit bags with 21%. <laughs> and then in last was Bod's Bitches, which is really the one I wanted to win. I think it's fair to say that you put this poll together, Kurt. No, no, that was our marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> totally unbiased. We have a whole team that does the Twitter account. And what's in the lead right now, can you say? Yeah. Jim. 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 Jim's, <laughs> Jim pulled out to a quick early lead and has not looked back. <laughs> so do we have a name for MOB Models people? I mean, he's. I think he's going with the mod squad to attack the bods. I disagree with it a thousand percent. I yeah, think it's they're too soft. They can't have a hard name. Yeah, no, it's totally improper branding. Like it's there. He's, he's a pack of scallywags are his people. So like no, they all wear Crocs and socks. Like, yeah, he, no, they're Crocs they're, and socks. Ain't bad. Crocs and socks. <laughs> <laughs> his, his fucking team name should be loose change and raisins. Yeah, <laughs> change and raisins. <laughs> That's actually the best name for his people. <laughs> Changing ranges, raisins. So, uh, so yeah, but they're all a bunch of like you know natty light drinking wife beater with mustard on it wearing. You can't have the mod squad, Mad Lab. How would you feel if if MLB models troll Twitter fans walked into a bar, six of them? Would you be intimidated at all? I wouldn't, but I like Rob, so I'm kind of being you know I'm null and void with this situation. He just called you a pussy before when he no, jumped he, on the show. Fuck that, yes, he kid did. <laughs> Fuck that kid, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming after you, Rob. <laughs> so I don't. I I personally think it should be a combination of algorithms and alcohol, right? Because that's what Rob does. He does algorithms and he drinks alcohol. So I think the algoholics is perfect. The alcoholics. It's not bad. I like, I like it. that. I like that. Right? How come, the, how come the marketing team didn't think of that, Kurt? <laughs> uh, they'll probably get to it. Right now, they just wanted to get this first one out. The, the bods bitches would be better. Bods so I bitches, think that man. I, and we're also talking about MLB Model changing his fucking Twitter handle. Because as we grow, he can't be at MLB Model giving fucking football picks to people who don't know who the fuck he is. So we're talking about a whole rebranding of Rob here and pulling him <laughs> out of the shadows. So we'll, we'll continue with that. I'm sure Kirk will continue to make fun of him throughout throughout the show but man lab are you ready for saturday night dude i am so fucking psyched dude you should have seen me trick-or-treating with my nephews it was like there was like nobody in town but obviously my brother and the community get together with like 20 kids and the parents and stuff like that <clears throat> and dude i was like running around telling them like i was taking candy from them yeah you know i'm going to uh going to the ufc in the garden <laughs> and half of these people don't even know what the fuck it is they're like yeah yeah, <laughs> Matt but I get so excited. Kurt, did I tell you about the costume that I saw? No, what'd you say? Bro, I told your brother this last night. So there was about 20 kids walking around. No one's going to understand this, Mad Lab. Well, no, some people may. <laughs> there was about 20 kids walking around, bro, and this one kid comes walking up to me. He had a, like a smushed-in nose, a little like jerry curl coming over his face, 
and a white satin robe with the with the back that said Franklin. You know, Franklin boxing. They make the boxing gear. The kid, mm-hmm. the kid was dressed up like Vinnie Pazienza. I don't even know that. <laughs> I yeah, told you. Fucking people, bro. The only person who's going to know who Vinny Paz is is me, Lab. That's it like, sounds like a nice Jewish amazing, boy, Amazing, dude. I think I thought I was going to kidnap his kid. I was like, whose kid is this? <laughs> you got tens of thousands of listeners right now are sitting there going, who the, they're Googling Vinny Ponzienza right now. I just gave him some traction. Dude, Halloween around here where I am is insane. I've never seen so many trick-or-treaters in my life. That's funny because Mad Math told me yesterday that Halloween's dead. No, it is. It is. Dead. It, it, is dead. it is. It's been dead. But in this area where I am is insane. I was getting trick-or-treaters up until 830 at night. Now, Kurt, oh. your brother's never heard of this. Have you heard of was I think it's I think it's called uh, trick or trunking or whatever. Yes. Trick or trunk. Is that trunk? The no, I think it's no trunk, trunk or, or treat. Trunk I think or it's treat? trunk or treat. And I've never heard of it. And I knew what it should have been called better than you two who actually know what it is. Trick or it's some what, what trunk or treat would make trunk sense. Trunk or treat, that's what I said. Right, trunk, trunk, you both treat. said trick or trunking. Yeah. So well, how like, would it be trunk or treat? You're going to their trunk for a treat because no, it rhymes. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> I think it's trunk or this thing. Trunk or treat, where they hand out candy. From that doesn't the trunk. make sense. Trunk or treat. So what are you going to throw a kid in a trunk or give him a treat? <laughs> yeah, you get to pick. <laughs> trunk or treat ideas. Provides a safe and fun trick-or-treating experience by participating in trunk-or-treat events for kids. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, trunk-or-treat. sense. So they got that it, one wrong. One what is it, trick-or-trunk? Well, no. Is that what you want it to be? Trick-or-trunking? Yeah, like, uh, like hey, trick. I'm either going to fool you or fucking Yeah, there's no you. candy no. involved. Yeah, show me, a, show me a trick or I'm going to give you a treat out of my trunk. Not trunk-or-treat. <laughs> sounds like you're going <laughs> to fucking throw the kid in the trunk. You're going to give yeah, him a you treat. You sound like a fucking rapist when you say, I'll give either you a way, treat out of my trunk. You sound like a shady. MLB model fan. Trunk-or-trunk-or-treat. Trunk <laughs> Imagine kid goes trunk-or-treat and I was like, yeah, kid, I'll take trunk. I'll take trunk. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So I just lost my fucking train of thought. So what were you saying, Lab? You were saying something about this trunk or treating. Have you ever done it, Kurt? Yeah, I think I did it like two years ago. No, that means he did. What do you mean you think? You no, no. I, did no, we went, I didn't have anything in my trunk, but we were going like car to car. It was just, I don't it's know. fucking stupid. It's it just a pussification of fucking They dress society. up the trunks like they I don't give a fuck what out. they do. It's because they're afraid to fucking walk their kids through the neighborhood. That's why, right? They're either fucking know. lazy or they're afraid to fucking for their kid's safety. And if you're a parent and you're afraid something's going to happen to your kid when you're standing next to your fucking kid, then you're a fucking pussy and you shouldn't have kids. Bro, the first house we went to, my kids got pulled inside. Shut up. What do I you swear mean? to God. What do you mean pulled inside? They took them inside. As soon as they got to the door, they said, come inside. Oh, yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was at the curb where I should be. But yeah. they took him in. They had like a haunted house set up. Oh, okay, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. He made it sound like they yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to, like I grabbed wanted to let it go. And yanked him like in that fucking door but behind they did. Kurt right now, lad. <laughs> he made him act like they're grabbing him in the sliding door behind Kurt's head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing things Mad Lab hates. So the first one we're going to talk. Wait, you about didn't here. finish discussing the event Saturday? Oh yeah, that's right, Mad Lab. You started fucking talking about it, and then you fucking went to. Trick oh, anyway, yeah, no, dude. I'm just. I can't. I can't fucking wait, dude. We're gonna have such a good time. Yeah, so we got a suite set up uh, at the Garden for UFC 230. We we may have some opportunities there, Lab. I don't know if you could talk about them on the pod or not, so we'll probably save it and see if they happen. But uh, some uh, some celebrity appearances and some uh, opportunities to be hanging Yo, out with some fighters. But who's going to this event? Uh, me and Matt, Lab. Yeah. Yeah, not you. No. 
No. Forget blood. You got you to gotta guard that fucking castle deep in the woods that you live in. <laughs> but, bro, I've always wanted to go to MSG. It's literally the only place I haven't been how to did, around I, that here. That still blows me away. You, how have you well, I'm not a Knicks a fan. I don't know. You know. A concert? No, I'm not a concert Disney guy. on Ice with your kids or something? Nope. Nope. You've never I, been in MSG? Yeah, nope. I've always wanted to go to MSG. Wow, this makes me feel better that we're not bringing you. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucking great. How have you Tell never mom. been to Garden for like Tell any mom. event? <laughs> Dude, I almost told her yesterday too because she came trick or treating, and I wanted to say, you know, Tom's going to the. I've always wanted to go to MSG, but Tom's going with Mad Lab. She would have flipped out on you, <laughs> and I didn't bring it up because I knew she would flip out. I'm telling mom. See, this laughing kid's fucking 37 years old. He still says I'm telling mom. Uh, all right, so Mad Lab, we're going to go back to UFC. We're going to talk about the fights. We're going to talk about all the festivities. But we first need to talk about your public behavior, okay? You sent a tweet out yesterday that said, this is the first time in my life I think Tommy G is actually reprimanding me on public behavior. So, second time, second time. Second one time, time we right. were in Trenton. Yes, yes, actually, same exact incident. So one of the things Mad Lab hates is driving down the highway and not acting like a fucking serial killer. So would you like to fucking explain what happens to you when you're when you're on the streets and why why you feel the need? And we don't need to hear some ridiculous bullshit story that is fake about how this guy did this and this. What really happens to you is people just cut you off like everyone gets cut off in New Jersey every fucking day. But for some reason, you need to everyone that cuts you off go fuck your mother's tits and fucking yell it out the window with the middle finger going get out your fucking car get it get out your fucking car the whole fucking time and i'm sitting in the passenger seat going dude calm the fuck down dude do you want to explain why you are so controlled in bar environments and you're such a fucking psychopath following people threatening them to put them in your trunk on the highway <laughs> Oh, well, because it's scary. Yes. And I don't get scared of anything. Yesterday was yesterday was uh, an exception. And you even agreed with me. So I was basically driving to my nephews. There was traffic everywhere because there was a truck that was T-boned on uh, this highway called Route 3. They completely closed down. So everybody was looking for alternative routes and everybody hates traffic. I understand that people get aggravated. So I don't even know what I did. If I knew what I did, I would honestly say if something I did set this guy off. On let's let's also let me jump in here uh, that. Mad Lab misses every exit. He's on his phone 24 hours a day in the car with the running joke, right, Kurt, that you hear the seatbelt alarm driver. every time Madwell calls. We call him the Uber driver. And being that I've driven with him a bunch of times, he pays zero attention because he gets so into his conversations. So there's a 99% chance that Mad Lab did something no, to but, warrant a reaction. But we were going like two miles an hour. We were like in deadlock, gridlock traffic. So it's not like I was driving fast or... You know, it was literally like two to five miles an hour. And you this, could drift four lanes, possibly. And this guy jumps over into the, my into my lane, like right in front of me. And I, I, I let him go, thinking he just wanted to get into the lane. And he just starts berating me with middle fingers. Like, give me the middle finger once. Tell me to go fuck my mother once. But this guy was berating me, like nonstop. With me. And I was on the phone with my friend. I'm like, is this guy actually talking to me? And he was like double middle finger. I've been on the other side of this phone call 50 times. (laughs) Like, wait, is this guy talking to me? I'm like, oh, no. Middle finger outside the window, cursing at me. So now I like pull up next to him. And he like, I just pointed my finger right to the passenger side and said, you know what? Fuck this. Pull over. And he agreed. So there was a Luke Oil gas station um, by the uh, where I was. It was it's in Rutherford. And I go to pull over and he pulls over with me. 
And as soon as he sees me turn my truck and get out of my car and he sees me walking towards his car, it's like he just beeline back on Route 17. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what did you but do? don't challenge me, dude. Don't sit there and challenge me. And then and I pull over and you pull over. I get out of my truck. You pull up next to me. It looks like he was going to hit me with his car and then beelines back on 17. Like, you just wasted five minutes of my time and your time. Wait, Bye. Tom, you were in the car for this? No, he was no, in the No, I was in the one in Trenton. And I'm oh. on the phone. I'm on the phone for half of them. But <laughs> I was in the one in Trenton where I, as a firsthand witness, can tell you we were moving into the toll booths. And you know how everyone kind of slides into different lanes at the toll booths? Fucking someone went in front of him at the toll booth. And he's like, he's like, fuck your mother. Fuck your mother. And they just fucking threw the middle finger up. He said, get the fuck over. Get the fuck over here. Where the fuck are you going? And I'm like, yo, I'm holding him by his arms to keep him in the truck. I'm like, bro, there's fucking cameras right here. We're at the easy pass. Like, you're getting the fucking, I'll fuck you. I'll fuck your mother. Like, it's always, everything he says about someone's mother whenever he gets mad. Like, your mother's tits. <laughs> your mother's tits is my favorite one. You your mother sucks cock. Your mother sucks cock. Like, it's all he does. And I'm holding him by his arm, trying to, like, talk sense into him. There's cameras, lab. And then finally, he's like, fuck into a fuck. So the guy leaves. He's like, motherfucker. And three seconds later, he cuts off a lady the same way the guy cut him off. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, my, my bad. He's like, well, whatever. Whatever. Fuck that guy. So I asked him. I'm like, lab, what's the end game here? Okay. And he's like, you're the one to talk. You fucking ever seen you in a bar? I'm like, I'm drunk. I'm fucking eight drinks deep. So, yeah, I'm not thinking about ramifications. What's the end game here? If you get out of your car, you're a fucking, like, UFC fighter, and you pull some 170-pound fucking nerd out and beat his face in in the, fuck, in the fucking hood of his trunk. He's like, I feel better about myself. I feel better. He'll learn, he'll learn not to do it again. These fucking people, if everyone would beat him up, they wouldn't do it again. World star. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's what I told him. I'm like, you're going to end up on fucking World Star and in prison for fucking murdering someone. So, yes, I do lecture him on his public behavior. You need to fucking calm down. Only on the highway. If we're in a bar, he's the one grabbing me by my fucking neck and moving me to the door. But on the fucking highway, you're a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my biggest pet peeves, bro. People who yeah. fucking act tough in cars. Yeah, your handle like should be. an animal, that's why. Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary because like, you start shaking the wheel. You came up to my face and said, fuck you, motherfucker. I'd be like, all right, man, I'm sorry, whatever happened, whatever. But to do it in a car when you know I can't get you, that's fucked up. And when up. they're driving away, that drives them insane. Or man. when they, you go to a red light and they give you the finger and then you get caught at the red light with them and they make believe they don't see you. They're listening to their fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, how, how do you react when people cut you off? No, I don't get roid rage, and you can ask my wife. So what wife. are you saying? Well, the thing is, you take it personally, right? So if you <laughs> get it, saying you don't get roid rage. What is that? We're trying to say on steroids? No, road rage. Oh. <laughs> you did say roid rage. <laughs> oh, I road rage. I never get road rage because nothing good is ever going to come out of it. So I just fucking ignore it and move on with my life. Yeah, but they don't See, fuck like, a lot of these are logical. We're logical, pe- we're logical people when we're sober. Especially man. since you hear these stories of these people getting shot. That's what I'm shot saying. I'm like, dude, you're going to get shot, motherfucker. Like, you're going to... Because he'll do this in Patterson. He'll do it in Newark. He'll do it in a Bronx. Dude, he don't give a, a fuck a, where he is. He, I had a gun pulled on me twice. He fucking blacks <laughs> out. And I'm like, dude, you're going to get fucking shot because someone fucking cut you off. And I'm psychotic telling him this. So that's that's how, that's how you know how psychotic Yeah, when I hung up the phone, I really had... And I was cooking my dinner. I was really like collecting myself and saying Tommy just gave me a life lesson <laughs> <laughs> I was mad at him in the car we were in a car I was like yeah mad he was at him. he didn't talk to me for like five minutes I was really like dude you stop fucking doing that and it's like not just with me in the car I'd rather you do it with me in the car honestly because at least there's two of us but stop doing that because you do it all the time 
Man, like, what, what did you do I... if you were in the car and they got in the fight? Like they, both I'd fucking jump out and have to smash somebody with him, and I'm in, I'm in fucking jail so you too. Wouldn't pull him no, back I would and put him back no, I wouldn't hold door. him, dude. When you start to get in a fight, you have to go full bore or you're out. No, like, I would just the second he door. steps out to go fucking fight, I'm pot committed to come flying in. I'm not gonna hold him. I'll hold him, and they'll get punched by accident. So yeah, <laughs> like I'm pot committed to fucking go at the guy's throat, which means I'm on World Star two now. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. Prison Mike strikes again. I'll blame fucking asshole. Hey, well, I'll be the one that gets fucked somehow. You know how that is. So another thing Mad Lab hates, which we were talking about in the pre-show, and we'll get to UFC right after this, is what's behind the bod. <laughs> like, he hates not knowing what's behind the bod. We do <laughs> these on the fucking Zoom. It's a we have twenty-minute pre-show on what's over it's my a left whole shoulder, pre-show what's over about, my right shoulder. <laughs> hey, Kurt, what's that on the ceiling? Hey, Kurt, what's that to the left? So, Bod, how do you feel about, about Mad Lab constantly nosing in on your fucking business on the pre-show? Well, I didn't mind it. Like, I want to start hiding things each week to see if he notices <laughs> and we'll, like, give them away or something. Well, see, because people, you guys don't understand. Let me give you a visual. You can't see what I see. So Jesus. I want you to picture uh, something like the Blair Witch Project, right? <laughs> and just picture, like, <laughs> me and, like, you you were, you were Tommy and, and Kurt and me. You have a, a group of three friends, right? And one of your friends has gone missing. And this one friend is in this Blair Witch Project fucking cabin Skyping you or FaceTiming you from the, that he's kidnapped in his fucking room with white paneled walls. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's fucking hijacked in a cabin somewhere. But you got to remember, no one's lived in this house for like three years. Like I'm the first one in this house for like three years. But I'm just so saying that's what it it's looks your, like. It's it's the, it's it's your temporary house, right? Because your other one's being being built here. But yeah. uh, but yes, it is it is scary. So I will side with Mad Lab. The room that you do the show in is pretty scary, especially with that wooden sliding door and the hooks hanging from the ceiling. Sex swing hooks. <laughs> I'm like literally yeah. waiting for like fucking something from Salem's Lot to walk through that door right now. Well, look at you. You look like a fucking DraftKings avatar. <laughs> Does that even mean? Because you're all black. I can't see a single feature on you. It's just a black shadow head with a gray background. Get a fucking hat that fits. It looks like a fucking thimble on your head. (laughs) Coming from the guy that's wearing like a fucking beanie. Come on. You look like that fucking guy from that video. We can dance if we want to. (laughs) Hey, guys. No, dude. Bro, but hold up your other hand, too. I want to see him next to each other. Oh, my God. But look how crooked the fingers are. Dude, so all I'm doing right now, that reaction that you're hearing, I'm just showing my hands on the camera. Oh my god! To these the guys. right hand god. is way more fucked up than the well, left hand. That's because hand. that's well, the hand that he punched. Exactly, it is the hand that I punched he beats with. Off with. So no, it's so the it's hand I punched with. Up. So I've broke. Look, it's even. You see that? It's got a big bump in the middle oh, of it. Dude. All the fingers are crooked. It's just a weird hand. I've been punching things with my right hand for fucking 39 years. So, so. bro. Show a little respect. You and know what it looks glove. like now that I look at it? Take it. It looks like fucking if you took Twizzle, five Twizzlers and put it on an oven for like 30 seconds and just let them melt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you see how crooked this one is? Oh, dude, those fucking But look things how look- dark the features are where the knuckles and the inner knuckles are. I don't understand why it's so dark. Guys, if, if, you, if you ever have a party at your house and you need a limbo pole, just call fucking Tommy's Fingers. <laughs> is that my new name, Tommy Fingers? Tommy, Tommy, fucking, fingers. Tommy Fingers. Tommy, Tommy Cheese fingers. fingers. That's your fan club. Dude, I get like, fi- I told you I have a complex about this now because fucking everyone asks you me. You should. Say, so I got to post a picture of my fingers, I guess. Oh, could dude, see if you guys like think. Like burnt fucking lentil crisp snacks. <laughs> 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 lentil crisp snacks. 
<laughs> tomato and basil until Christmas. Oh, what a shit show. Anyway. Dude, why don't we talk about your shirt? <laughs> oh, yeah, we should talk about the shirt. So Mad Lab had a bunch of fucking clothes. And you know me, I love, I love fucking anything free. It's weird. I spend so much money. But if someone's like, hey, I got this, right, Kurt? You're like, oh, I got these these pills, these vegetable pills. I'm like, bring them Bro, over. Did you take your vegetable pills? I did. I took I took them yesterday and tastes today. good, right? They do taste good. Yeah, he'll take um, them for two days. Like when I got yeah, them, no, I, I won't even finish the six that you brought me. But if anyone's oh, gonna geez. bring me something for free for some reason, I fuck. I'm a hoarder. I'm definitely a hoarder. Kurt can verify that. I have fucking. Ho- I don't throw anything away. So I like I like having as much as possible. So Mad Lab's like, yo, I got all these fucking nice shirts. I got fucking all this stuff that doesn't fit me anymore. He's like, you want them? I was like, yeah, bring them over. If worse, I'll fucking wear, wash them and wear them to sleep. So I actually, for this show, brought one of the Mad Lab shirts over, uh, and it is a New York Knicks three-quarter sleeve shirt. Bod, would you have uh, any comments to Mr. Lab about his New York Knicks? Yeah, what's up, Mad Lab? What's up? Man? What are you going to say? Nothing. I was fucking. Ho- I was on the phone with your brother. I didn't want to reach out to you, but I was praying to God that they were going to win. So I was going to spend half of the show fucking berating your shitty Pacers, but obviously I can't, so I'll sit here mum. <laughs> dude, but did he you really think the Knicks would win? Uh, they, dude, they Kurt, looked good, dude. Kurt, he was on the fucking phone with me for the whole hour. We watched the whole second half together. It's the first basketball I've watched in two years, probably, outside of the playoffs. And he's on the phone cheering like it's the Super Bowl. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Tim Hardaway, baby! Let's go! Like, going nuts. Oh, Hardaway over the nuts. Two and five Knicks being up three in the third quarter over the Indiana Pacers. Bro, and they could not contain Sabonis. Just to just so you know, Kurt, it was he actually said he's got Kurt in his scope. He's like, I got the bod in my scope. I'm not even going to tell him. Both he's like, of I'm going to get him. It never works tomorrow. out for either of you. Neither of <laughs> yeah, your teams ever gonna, beat my teams. We're not ever. Good at this, you know. But <laughs> the positive of being us, bod, is that we're going to be at UFC 230 while you're not. So, bro, I'll be UFC watching like from my phone. You'll be watching us. You'll be watching us. So UFC 230 coming up. Mad Lab, Cormier. Black Beast, headlining fight. These are two of your boys. What are we looking at here? As far as the storyline or as far as what I think is going to happen? Whatever. Let's shoot the shit a little bit. All right. Well, the storyline on this, you know, if you guys remember, obviously, his last fight, um, he won within the last second. The same thing I said all the time. He's the type of guy that you always want to, no matter what, no matter what the odds are against this guy, if he's a minus one, if he's a plus 1,000, you always got to have a shekel or two on him in DraftKings for the mere fact that he has the ability to hit, land that overhand right that nobody can really weather. He's shown it. Um, this After that fight, he had such a good, obviously, the, the ending of the fight was great, but also his post-fight speech in the cage was hysterical. He gained four hundred balls is hot. Yeah, four hundred thousand followers um, on his Instagram page from that. So what did Dana White and UFC see? They saw traction there. They saw an ability to capitalize. So uh, also in the a pro for him is that he has a tendency of falling heavily out of shape in between fights. So this is his way of being able to stay in somewhat decent shape, capitalize on that shape, even though he took a ton of damage in that fight, ton of damage, um, and still have a, a decent turnaround time. Um, you know, with, which is four weeks. Not enough time to heal, but enough time to stay in shape. Uh, but they, this is a power move on their part to capitalize on him right now, to capitalize on, on his momentum right now because his, his steam has never been higher. As far as Daniel Cormier, the fight itself doesn't make sense. He's, he's nursing a hand injury. Um, the fight for him in general doesn't make sense. It's also a very dangerous fight for him because if he does get caught, there's a lot of, lot of opportunities that, that blow off his door, doorstep now. 
so at, he, he's got the better game in every aspect of fighting. His grappling, his boxing, his wrestling, his cage IQ, his cardio. There's not an avenue here that he does not have the edge here. However, it only takes one punch from Derek Lewis to change the entire complexion of a fight. So that's where it gets intriguing. So unlike Daniel Cormier, he likes to fight in a clinch. He likes to bury your head down and throw uppercuts. That's not where you want to be with Derek Lewis. So he's going to want to take this to the ground. He's going to want to, you know, uh, grind this out. He's not going to want to stand and trade with Derek Lewis, especially early. Later on in the fight, I could see him showcasing. But the first couple rounds are going to be very, very interesting and dangerous. But it's DC, man. I mean, it, you just it'd be a very, very uh, uneducated uh, pick to to go against him here. Okay. How much and... notice did DC have for this fight? What's that? How much notice did DC have? The same amount as Cor- uh, the same amount as Lewis. Yeah, what was it? I don't month? know about that. I, I I still have my doubts on that. I think this, there's been a hole here for UFC 230, which Dana White you know has has wanted to wanted to fill a little bit, and I think he kind of told Cormier, "Yo, heads up, you know, I need to do something for this Garden event. I need to make this big. Shit's going crazy. Everything's going sideways all over the place. So be ready." Because I'm gonna try and find you someone for UFC 230. So I think I think DC is kind of known a little bit longer with all the drama that was circulating around this Madison Square Garden event, from you know Diaz to everything else. But I think he's known a little longer, Lab. I know he was officially notified. At I the same thought time I as thought Lewis. you meant about this fight in general with fighting Lewis. Yeah, not that he's fighting Lewis, right? But I mean, he probably gave him a heads up on that too, going, you know what, like. You know, you might fight the winner of this if I really need you. But I, I think DC was training for a longer period of time for this than, than Lewis was. No, well, he's always training. I mean, he's, he's always in there. No, I mean preparing training. for this fight. You know, he, yeah, like he was in, probably in way preparing for something. But uh, it, it, he's got, he does have a legit hand injury, dude. Right. So what's the prediction here? We got DC minus 700. I mean, we're not going to talk about who's going to win the fight because DC should win the fight. But as you said, anytime Derek Lewis is a dog at all, you want to throw a couple shekels on it. So is that line a little too high? Is that line right? Is that line too low? DC minus seven hundred. Derek Lewis plus five fifty. On a on a uh, on a on a resume perspective, on paper, it is right. From a logistical reality perspective, it's it's. I, I'd say it's a little bit high, just for the mere fact. Like I said, it, it really just takes one. It doesn't take two or a barrage or, you know, Daniel Cormier. You know, get, it just takes one. That one overhand right. Will turn you listen. No matter if you're 155 pounds or you're 250 pounds, the human skull is the human skull. You're not 250 pounds and have a harder head or a harder brain than someone who's 155 pounds. It's the same exact thing. The, 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 the head is built the same. So if he hits you, no matter how big you are, it doesn't matter. Size means nothing. You're going down. So basically, the way I look at this is when he, when he fought Volkov. Volkov. The reason why I picked Lewis to win in that fight was because he's tall and he's long. And he could leave a lot of windows open for uh, Lewis to come in underneath. It turned out to be true. He waited. He found that spot. DC is so smart that DC is going to make mistakes. He'll make maybe two or three in that fight. But now you only have two or three extremely small windows to capitalize on that mistake. Can he? Yes. Is it is it a, a, um, a high probability? Probably not. But there is that window. There is that window for him to make a mistake, especially if Cormier gets sloppy and Cormier decides to go into a clinch with him. So 
Let me look at some of the props here. So, KG, we did this last time. I just sent you the link, KG. To uh, the, Did you get that link, that best fight odds? Yeah. Then when okay. I do, I click on Yeah, click on the right side. So all the way on the right side under props, you can just mm -hmm. click either of those 29s and it'll open it up, right? Mm -hmm. So then it'll show you all the different ones. So, Lab, we have a couple prop bets here. And, Lab, you can go to best fight odds, too. It's the easiest place to find all those. It's bestfightodds.com for those of you out there that want to check it out. So... We have a bunch of props here because I think that's the way to play these fights, right? Like, you don't want to play the minus 700 on Cormier. But if you're looking for Cormier, what do you think is the most likely path of victory to Cormier? Because we have Cormier wins by TKO, minus 165. Cormier wins by submission, plus 125. They're actually favored for him to win by TKO or knockout. Well, this fight's not going to decision because it's a five-round fight. Right. But how, what form of victory do you think Cormier is most likely to win? I would say if Cormier hits, going to be by, uh, by knockout. Okay. So minus 165. So instead of laying the minus 700, you'd rather lay the 165 on Cormier by TKO or knockout, yep. right? And obviously, uh, Lewis, if he wins, it's going to be by knockout. And it's going to be early, we assume. But that doesn't. we saw last fight, that doesn't have to be the case. Well, what round do you have DC winning in? Um, if DC wins by knockout, I'd say third round. Oh, that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah I'm on three. Wow. All right. Uh, Kurt, what's your take on this? Yeah, I'm taking DC round three TKO. You guys yeah. might want to pay attention because these guys nailed the fucking McGregor Khabib fight to the round. Yeah, I'm looking at these props. I don't see anything else. Lewis wins in fourth. Oh, my God. Plus 3,600. What's Lewis by knockout? <laughs> Bro, that's pretty good, though. Lewis, Lewis wins Lewis. in round four, plus 36. What's Lewis by knockout in the second round? Lewis is plus 730 by knockout, and Lewis to win in the second round is plus 1475. So if Derek Lewis wins this fight, he's going to win in the second round. That's my prediction. If he wins, it will be in the second round, DC, third, late third round. Okay, so we'd take Lewis plus 1500. For the second round, and you're saying DC in the third. DC wins in the third round is almost plus six hundred. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he finishes him. I think he finishes him late in the third. So you could do DC in the third round plus six hundred, and then you could do, <clears throat> excuse me, DC in round two plus two sixty. So it's you. You want to go third round or later? You could do the the KG hedge strategy on it, right? Third, yeah, fourth, I see or a fifth. nice hedge. Then Cormier wins by decision plus fourteen fifty. No, you're not doing that. Because you got to remember, Cormier is going to be very. He's going to be. He's going to be cautious in the first round. You're always going to be cautious with Lewis in first the first and round. second. You know, not so much that he's going to start opening up in the second. You know, what I mean, first round he'll be a little cautious. He's got to watch that overhand right. He's got to watch the clinch. He, you know, he's going to test them to see how he reacts to level changes and stuff like that. It's obviously going to tire him out a little bit. You got to remember, Lewis is the type of guy. No matter how tough he is in his background, he does get very nervous before fights. He's admittedly said that. You know, this is a very big spot for him. So he's going to have a little bit of an adrenaline dump. I, well, I mean, we, we've already seen him tap dance for multiple rounds in a fight before on a pay-per-view. So <laughs> right. So he's going to you have could an definitely dump. see Derek Lewis waiting for, you know, Daniel Cormier to push the pace. Exactly. And then you could also see Cormier being a little nervous and hesitant to really go at Derek Lewis. Yeah. So I think third round DC is a very fair call. And I think second round for Lewis is a very because I think after the I think after the first round, um, I think Lewis knows that his gas tank's going to start fading. He's going to go for broke because DC's going to push a pace on him in the second round. He's going to start stalking him. Okay. And you got any other questions on that fight, Kurt, before we move to another one? If uh, if DC takes him down, do you think 
he can get up, or you think he's just going to be stuck down there like a turtle? If he takes him down, he's the only way he's he done. gets up is if he if it's against the cage. If he takes him down in open space, he's not getting up. If he takes okay. him down against the cage early, Derek Lewis is a lot bigger than Cormier, so he might be able to spring back to his feet. But it, it, chances are, if he gets him down, he's going to be in a world of fucking trouble. So we're looking right. at a very similar situation to McGregor Abib. Yes. Right. So. All right, what other fight you want to talk about here, Lab? I know we got the Sousa Weidman. Uh, we got your boy Lyman Good, who you love, mm-hmm. fighting Ben Saunders. He's minus 700 on this. Uh, what's, a, what's a fight that jumps out here that you think you have some interesting takes on? I mean, I, I love the Lyman Good fight. I love the Lyman Good fight. Um, Lyman Good is very, very uh, underappreciated. This is a guy who hits – you know, the thing with Tiger Shulman Karate guys is – a lot of these guys hit with a lot of power, but if you look at their resumes, they don't have a lot of knockouts. Like if you look at Jimmy Rivera, when we watch him fight, he looks like he cracks, but he tends to right. go to decision a lot. Lamy Good does have you know some KOs and stuff under his belt, but he does tend to go to decision as well. My good friend Ben was uh, his nutritionist for a long time, um, you know when he was over at Bellator and stuff like that. And I've met him plenty of times, uh, you know before he really went into mainstream and this is a guy who genetically is just a genetically gifted guy he's a very intelligent kid very humble uh he hits like a ton of bricks he's durable as shit if you guys watched the dos santos fight it was fight of the night these guys were just standing in a pocket and cracking um his brazilian jiu-jitsu is okay you know what i mean like all tiger showman guys they're they're really just known to stay on their feet um, but his boxing is very, very crisp. He hits with a ton of power, throws very good combinations, and he has very good cardio. Ben Saunders is a guy where he's extremely slippery. He's a, a planted jiu-jitsu guy. He's a black belt under Ricardo Laborio. Uh, very creative on the ground. He's long. The problem with him is his chin. Um, Lyman Good is athletic enough, athletic enough to stay out of those positions, you know, blow out some takedowns and stuff like that, stay away, keep it in space, and keep it, in, uh, you know, as a boxing match in the hole. I do not think Ben Saunders' chin can stand that. I do not think his chin is ready for that, and I do not think he's going to last. And I think this is a great spot for Lyman Good. I think the UFC really likes Lyman Good. Um, and I think this is a fight that Ben Saunders is taking kind of quickly. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's a contract thing with him, or I don't know if he's you know leaning towards retiring. I don't know what his deal with, but kind of a quick turnaround for him. Um, and I just think this is a spot for Lyman Good. This is a fight for him to win or lose. And if he really showcases his, his power... This is going to end before the horn. Okay, so you would say, um, see, fight goes to decisions plus 260. Doesn't go to decisions minus 350. Yeah. So this is a tough fight to bet because you like Lyman good. You're going to want to get some shekels on him, but he's minus 700, so you're not touching that. Minus 350 to go to decision. What round do you think Lyman good wins second in? second round, he knocks Saunders out. Okay, let's document that. Lyman good, second round. Lyman good wins in second round plus 300. I like it. So there's your bet. There's your bet on that. Um, let's talk about this Weidman Sosa fight too. All right, so Weidman. Because by the way, on this card, you're looking at here's the here's the favorites on this card: minus seven hundred, minus three seventy, two eighty, minus three thirty five, two sixty, six hundred, three forty, seven hundred, two sixty five, three twenty, two twenty five, one thirty five. Yes, yeah, DraftKings ne- like real top heavy. Yeah, this like week? what I the fuck do yet. you do before we talk about Weidman? What the fuck do you do in DraftKings this week when? Pretty much everyone on this card could be involved in a 
really should be 9K, right? Yeah, well, what I like to do in situations like this is when things are top-heavy and there's a lot of favorites, what I like to do is not so much the guys that are going to win. You know what I mean? Because if these guys are heavy dogs, obviously, you know, there's, there's a very good chance of them not winning. Um, but what I like to do is I like to look at their durability standings at that point. So I like to look at, you know, how durable are they? How, how many times have they been submitted? How good is their chin? Because the longer the fight goes, the better spot that they even have some kind of opportunity to win. Uh, so what I do at that point is I start looking at the durability. Even though they lose, do they go to decision often? Um, so if you got to pick a loser, what kind of loser do you want? You want a loser that is durable, that has, that can go to the decision. You're giving one, two, three more points than the guy who's going to get finished. So that's the way I look at it. I actually do have some pretty good dogs on the card um, that obviously will be in the article. Um I would say they're the more live dogs on the card, uh, but like I said, it's it's a, it's it's just a spot where you got to really look at the matchups at that point. You're not going to put a striker versus a full board grappler uh, that has thirty percent takedown defense. It just wouldn't make sense, you know. So what do you want to do? <clears throat> you want to go through what maybe a guy who's a striker versus striker that's a plus five hundred. That okay, you know it's not going to the ground. He is a very good striker going against another striker. He can catch him in a spot. He can catch him slipping, create an angle. So you gotta look at the matchups, you gotta look at the durability factor. Um and you gotta look at obviously cardio is huge. Right. So let's get to that that secondary fight there. We're talking about the Wideman fight. What's your take? And keep in mind guys, you can get over to guruelite.com, G U R U E L I T E dot com you can do slash subscribe or you can click other sports in the drop down and you can get the rest of the nba season that goes through the rest of the year i think it's what 39.99 right now for the rest of the year so you get the whole month of november whole month of december uh you can get over there and get that and you can get mad labs picks these upsets are going to be tougher this week it seems because usually on most cards in DraftKings, you got guys that are plus 110 all over the place right so you can go spend eight thousand dollars 7500 7700 and basically have a pick em fight I think the whole fucking world is probably going to look at someone like so Souza for for value, and then look at the Kelleher Montel Jackson uh, fight for value because they're the only close lines, and try and avoid all the other plus two hundred dogs. But as the bod has told us, Mister Mister MMA qualifier, you win these cues, you win these GPPs by pl- picking those plus two fifty, plus two eighty dogs as your value plays. So. GuruElite.com, Mad Lab does like an 8,000-word article that's up every fucking week over the MMA slate. But talk to me about Weidman. Yeah, so Weidman, you know, this is a guy who who right now in the spot that he's in, you know, the, the Serra Longo camp, they're kind of on a high right now, right? Like they got a lot of wins. Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of riding high again. They're trying to make that name for themselves again because they kind of dipped off the map for a while. So Weidman's now, it's his turn. You know, he's up. Uh, his last fight against Calvin Gastelum, uh, a lot of people were off him. I was, I think, I was. We were, the, were one of the only people that were on Weidman in that fight, uh, and he ended up winning. The three fights before that, he was finished. Uh, so he does, he 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 is showing clear uh, durability issues. The problem I see with this fight is this is what Weidman is. Weidman is a very good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, practitioner under Matt Sara. Matt Sara has that traditional Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu style which I do like. It's not the 10th Planet style where it's all wacky. It's very traditional. Very solid wrestler from Hofstra. Um, but now where does he go from there outside of that and look at his matchup? Now he's fighting Jacare Souza. He's a little bit older, but this guy is a sixth-degree Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Now, when you guys look at belts, I'm not big on looking at belts. Matt's, uh, Matt Hughes is the one who kind of solidified that belts mean nothing in MMA uh, when he said that there is no 
better defense to an arm bar than a, than a punch to the face. But when you're looking at the belt rankings, there is a big gap between a black belt and a sixth-degree black belt. There's a major, major gap. This guy has won multiple world championships, multiple ADC tour- ADCC tournaments, uh, Brazilian uh, world championships. This guy is as high-level as it gets in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he has a pretty decent stand-up with pretty good pop in his shot. He does tend to gas a little bit, but... He just has more angles here to win. I think that Weidman is a little chinny, you know, late in his career. I don't think he's going to be that confident in trying to wrestle with someone like Souza because he can get caught. He's got very active hips, um, even for an older guy. So this is a spot where I like Souza. I like him. um, It's a very close fight. The thing that tears me a little bit on the DraftKings end of it is I know a lot of people are probably going to be in on Souza and... I know my take when I do these lineups and stuff, it's when people go all in on dogs, I like to kind of go the other way or kind of avoid it totally, right. see if I could it's gonna be He's going to be super charged. Right, to see if they blow blow up the lineups without me doing anything. Uh, but as far as a fight perspective, I think Sal's is a very, very, very live dog. Okay. Bob, do you have anything to comment on that? No, what did a... It shows Jacare win by uh, TKO KO plus 542, but it's not boxed in red. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the box actually means on this site. I've only used this site a couple times. That seems pretty good if he's but plus Suzu, 542. Yeah. So Suzu by, by TKO or knockout plus 542. That and then does... it says by submission plus 500, which is pretty good too, uh, what's, right? What's the, uh, what's the in, in lines on, uh, on Weidman? Um, Weidman is wins by submission plus twenty five hundred. Weidman's not winning by submission, no, of course. Um, and then Weidman wins by TKO plus one seventy eight. All right, so they're they're saying okay. So so the problem the problem you're having here is that the decision is pretty much a little bit of an underdog, but it's pretty much even money. You got like minus one fifty to minus plus one twenty. So you know if it goes to decision, obviously you lose the TKO, the KO, the submission, and all those other bets. Obviously, so. You have Weidman inside the distance plus one seventy four lab if that's what you're looking okay. for. Okay, all right. So obviously, and that's a, that, that, that's Vegas banking it on two things. That's Vegas banking it on his cardio issues late, and it's also them banking on his performance against Robert Whitaker. And if you're going to compare Robert Whitaker's stand up to Weidman, everybody's crazy. All right, let's go to our segment called Just the Tip. This is where we give a little life hack here. So the bod, we will start with you. What is your what is your life tip of the week? I'm going to teach everyone how to win the lottery. Oh, geez. yeah, <laughs> yeah, the easiest ears. thing you could do. So the man who's never won the lottery is about never to teach won you how lottery. to win the lottery. That never like won the lottery. Every DFS tout I've seen at these small sites. So the key to winning the lottery, if you're someone that plays the Mega Millions and all those, play the same exact numbers every single time it runs. Because the odds of you picking the random numbers on the random day it hits are much slimmer than just sticking with the same numbers and eventually those numbers coming up. Bang, you're all I millionaires. Would, I would be willing to argue that the math would disagree with you, that it is the exact same probability. Nope. But nope. I think from a mental standpoint, that does make sense, just to yep. play the same numbers every time. So at least mentally, if your numbers hit that you know you had a week or two ago, you're not ready to kill yourself, but... So um, what are the odds you think it's harder for your five or six numbers to hit? I think it's completely random. Between... Every time the numbers are thrown and it's one, one yeah, but roll. but for those numbers to hit once in the next 20 years, or do you think it's more random for you to pick the most random numbers on the day the random numbers hit? 
I think so, it is exactly the same because well, each spin of the wheel to bring those balls out is its own event. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. <laughs> okay, That's why you're not a millionaire, and I will be. Even yeah, though well, I'm not playing, if I do I, eventually play, I will be a millionaire. Technically, I am a millionaire, and you are not, but okay. <laughs> so, the uh, Lab, what's your life hack? I got a life hack that I'm going to add on to my meal prep, if that's okay. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So, so basically I I, what it is, is it's a quick... Cheap. I thought you were going to go somewhere else because you you weren't talking about it as a life hack, but you were talking about something you were doing with clothing beforehand. Oh, maybe we'll do a double. No, I'm going to change. I'm going to go to the clothing life hack. Okay, because I I didn't we didn't talk about it being a life hack, but I think it is a life it's, hack. Yeah, it's a great life hack actually. So basically, guys, if you're why don't you do two lab? All right. Why don't so you if do you're two? like me and you you have a lot of t-shirts. Um, and you, I don't know if you guys live alone or you fold your own laundry. I personally fold my own laundry. I worked for a clothing store when I was younger, so I know exactly how to do store folds. Um, but the problem with that is, is when you go into your drawer and you, I do, I know how to do store folds. I'll show you at your house. No, I'm good. When you go into your, <laughs> when you right. go into your drawer <laughs> and you now. go to pull shirts Appreciate out, it. if you're looking for that one shirt you want to wear, and maybe it's on the bottom of the pile and you go to pull it out on the bottom, all the shirts on top, they all get fucking jungad and, and it's all, it's a mess. So instead of laying them down flat, when you guys fold your shirts, lay them vertical. So when you open your drawer, it's almost like a filing cabinet. You could see at least the, 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 the shirt head to see what shirt it is. All you do then is open it up, pull it out like a file, close your drawer, shirts remain completely intact. I'm doing it right now. Am I doing neck up no. or neck down? No, 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 you're not doing neck up. You're doing the on the fold. You don't want the fold. So the collar is up. No, it doesn't. No, not no, no, down. No, 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 no. You're doing it. The, the belly, the belly of the shirt, is where it's folded in half. So it's the belly of yeah, the no shirt. Yeah, no shit. Yes. On the fold. <laughs> so neck. Yeah, down. that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying yeah, when I put down, it in the draw. Neck down. Oh, neck down. Neck okay. down yeah. Neck down, right. So that way you have a better chance of seeing the design on the shirt exactly. if the shirt has a design, right? Now, now let me yep. try closing. Oh, it doesn't close now. Well, because oh. you're not holding it right. Yeah, I'm not a good folder, though. But I don't Oh, so you laundry. need to have the... Uh, well, I have deep drawers. Well, you, what you're going to do is you're going to fold your shirt like a store fold, and then you're going to fold it in half once, and then you're going to put it in. So you're store folding it and then fold it in half once and slipping it in. A double fold. I, yeah. I actually I'll tell my wife. I am interested in this. So... I'm going to give Kurt mentioned the lottery so that uh the lottery. So, I'm going to give my lottery hack. This is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't like, you know, how to fold your fucking shirt or How much fucking, bigger could it be bigger than mine? How to pick a winning millionaires. How to pick a winning lottery number that's never going to happen. This is actually bordering on fraud that I am about to expose nope. expose right here. And those of you who love to go in there and buy scratch-offs. I, I will say, I know this is just in New Jersey that I have found it, but you and your individual states, I believe it is a state law where they have to expose this. I went out with a friend of mine, and she was showing, she loves scratch-offs, and she was showing me a trick, because I went in there, she's like, let's buy some scratch-offs, and I don't buy scratch-offs, I don't buy lottery tickets, I don't fuck with any of that stuff. I do DFS and I gamble and that's it. I, I need to have at least my own bit of skill in it or I don't fuck with it. She loves scratch-offs. It's like, okay. So we go up to the 7-Eleven. Go, I go buy a pack of cigarettes. I go to get $20 worth of scratch-offs. She goes, no, 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 don't get, don't get that one. And I'm like, the fuck's the difference? And she's like, don't get that one. And she goes and checks her app. And she goes, look. And she turns her app to me, boys. And it shows that that scratch-off had $50,000 first place prize. 
And on the app, it says all three $50,000 first place prizes in the state of New Jersey are currently gone for that scratch off. Mm. Think about mm-hmm. that. People are going in there and buying that scratch off ticket in hopes that they could win 50 grand and the 50 grands are already gone. How often do they renew it? So when they does do, that I think they grand... do it weekly. It, it, it says it on the app. So it's the NJ Lotto app um, if you're in New Jersey. But you can go in there and see how many $500 prizes are left, how many $1,000 prizes are left for every fucking single scratch off. And I mean, I, that should be illegal. That should, you shouldn't be able to be selling a ticket that shows $50,000 well, that why you could win it, it makes if someone already won it. But isn't it false advertising if they're saying you could win fifty grand and it's already gone? That's what I'm saying. Like once it's gone, like you should you should have to pull those tickets or change. I mean, but they don't. But it's a lotto. Everything's fucking rigged. But yes. So if you guys buy scratch offs, that is a tremendous life hack for you. Some of you might have been drawn dead on arrival. Like you're literally buying a fifty thousand dollar winning scratch off, and your best chance is a thousand bucks. So go check your local lottery call your local lottery do whatever you have to do check the apps on your phone i know they have it here in new jersey so they have to have it i'm guaranteeing that it's it's law that they have to be able to declare uh what the winning scratch off numbers that are left for each state are so uh what you think of that lab i like that i like oh, you showed me that though yeah and i know you knew about it but like what did you think about it when i showed it to you i think it was i think it was really cool i mean it's I, crazy right I, yeah, like, I, I like to think that to think how many people buy scratch offs every day and have no idea about because I told like twenty people and no one knew about it. No one knew about it. So because if you think about uh, it, if you're going to the same store every single day, and you can actually look up to see where that ticket came from, that's, that's I like that. I don't know if you can go that deep. I'm sure you probably can by region or see where they've been winning or something. But uh, I'll get more information on this and uh, I'll speak to her about it. Do any of you have another uh, just a tip that you wanted to share? Uh, the dry race board. Oh, please enlighten us. If you accidentally write on the dry erase board with a permanent marker, your life is not fucked. Take a dry erase marker (laughs) right over the permanent marker, wipe, and it will be gone. You're welcome. (laughs) I actually got it. 100%. It works, too. Take a dry erase board, take a permanent marker, write all over it, and then write over it again with the dry erase marker. Boom, you're good. And then erase it. I, I know that trick because I used to do presentations for a living, and I used to write with the permanent marker on the boards in hotels all the time. We would do, like, seminars. So uh, that, it actually does work. Um, Lab, were you going to say something? Yeah, I got one that, I, that I've been doing as of late uh, because Ooh. obviously I'm Ooh, a newbie for a little life shift, you know, so I'm trying to get organized. And, ben, ben. Yeah, son. So uh, pretty much this is for guys. Dude, how many people think we're dating? What? YouTube? If you think about it, like people are going to start thinking we're dating. <laughs> we do literally do we do our podcast together. We do our shows together. We've already talked about how we're on the phone till 3 a.m. We talk about how we're fighting in the cars and I'm trying to make sure you don't get in trouble. We're moving to Denver together. We're going to UFC together. This is this. Uh, people might start to get the right idea. I mean, the wrong idea, the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this is for guys who have home offices, you know, guys who have home offices. Um, I can't. Uh, a lot of wires. You may have a surround sound hooked up to your to your uh, your computer and just just printer cords and stuff like that. So basically what I did was to organize things is you take um, the clips to the br- your bread, your bread clips that actually seal up when you spin your bread and then you put that little clip on. Take those clips, save those clips. All right. Basically, what you do is you use them as save your clips and touch your tits. Yeah, you use them <laughs> as holders for your wires and you label them. So if you have, 
your one USB cord that's going to your computer, that's a printer cord, and then you have your actual printer plug. Put those two together, put it inside the clip, on the clip, and just label it printer. So you could basically look down at your wires and look at these clips and know exactly which wire is which. Hmm. Bod, what do you think of that? Yeah, whatever. Doesn't intrigue <laughs> me. This is coming from a guy who lives in the fucking woods in Vermont. Bro, fuck I, I, you. Look where you, your fucking yeah. shadow head. You know, you ever see that, uh, what was that game show yo, with the Tommy, suitcases? You know the way he and they go to the guy in the yo, booth. look at you. Yeah, look at you. Bro, like, let's fuck? make a deal or whatever. And they open the suitcase and they go, let's go to the guy in the booth. And all you see is a shadow head like this idiot. Dude, it's <laughs> the same exact thing. I've been staring at you all podcast. And that's all I could think about is like, oh, what suitcase is he going to let me take? I keep looking at you and I'm just fucking can't wait to invest. Getting horny. Some hats that fit. It's fucking. <laughs> look like you're hiding a fucking. Like, but look, look, like I put it over my eyebrows. Oh, fucking Christ, dude. Bro, what about people that tuck their ears in their fitted hats? Oh, what do you think about that? I see lab? that is all it, the time. I don't see it often, so I have no comment about. What that. I, really? I, I'd probably walk up to them and flick their ears out. <laughs> <laughs> flick their tits. <laughs> That's like a big thing now. Kurt, why don't you get a hat that fits you though, dude? Bro, this fit. <laughs> this fits. What's your problem? Look at this. It looks like you got what? like a fucking like like two baseballs in your hat. It's thimblehead. Yeah, it looks like a fucking thimblehead, dude. <laughs> see mine. See mine. I would say. Bro, it's the same thing though. No, it's no, not. What are you crazy? <laughs> it's here. Yours goes like this. You look like you got. No, a, I used you got to... a fitted hat that you're wearing like a fucking trucker hat. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's the new. See, look. lab. That's the reason why I say. Oh wait, because everyone's always like, why you wear the same three hats, same four hats all the time? Because yeah, you can't find those. My buddy, right, that you can't. They're so that. hard buddy... to find good fitting hats backwards. <clears throat> Forwards, anyone can find any hat. Forward. Backwards hats, you got to break them into your head. Yeah, exactly. And I got a stupid head. So it's like I got to break it in because my head's not very big, but it's a little longer. So it's like I got to fuck. It's got to fit right. My friend that owns up looking like Kurt, that, dude. He fucking literally takes the hat and instead of pulling it down on his head, he just rests it on his head like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, bro. You're outdated, man. I'm outdated. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's go to guilty pleasures. So this is the segment we started with the never ending story. Another sign of me and Mad Lab's love. So the guilty pleasures sec- section here. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, I told, I told you last week to prepare for guilty pleasures. I don't know if you did, but I know that you've been making fun of me for what I'm going to name as my new guilty pleasure. So we'll start with that. Do you guys want to guess or no, you should know because you made fun of me for it nonstop for last week. My newest guilty pleasure. Yeah, of course. I, you know what? I'm going to let your brother take this one away. Do you know no, it is? <laughs> this is when we were watching uh, UFC. UFC last week, and yeah, Matt sent thing. me a picture. <laughs> it's hilarious. I should post a picture I took. You know I always mess is? up the name. Is bit emoji bit bemoji? What is bit it? Bit emojis. Bit Bitmoji, Yeah. It is my new guilty pleasure. This is supposed to be something embarrassing. We're not proud of that we talk about in this segment. So um, no. So we're watching UFC, and Tom's <laughs> editing his bitmoji or whatever the hell you call it. I was it. editing my Mad Lab bitmoji. Oh, the Mad Lab one was hilarious. <laughs> That's so. what I was doing, though. <laughs> no, because Mad Lab sent me a picture, and it was a picture of you editing your bitmoji. No, yeah, and turning my bitmoji into Mad Lab. That's what <laughs> I did. I was, I was converting it into Mad Lab with the fucking the little uh, the Kango little, hat, the Kango <laughs> hat, and the big beard. But uh, yes, yeah, so I will admit, um, bitmoji is definitely for girls. Um, I've gotten them a million times and a couple girls were sending them to me and, and TJ actually sent it to me. And I was like, dude, how do you do that? And she's like, download this app. 
and I went and I created my own Bitmoji of me. And uh, and you could do it all these different poses and stuff. So I, I actually, uh, I'm pretty obsessed with it. And I've had full conversations with, with TJ and others just in Bitmojis. And I, so uh, I know it's super gay and I, I don't care. I love it. It's fun. I'll probably be over it in about a couple weeks. But uh, you guys seem to uh, to think I'm a, I'm a little off. Bro, for someone that criticizes social media millennials, right, exactly. just, you're pretty balls deep in all this stuff. Let's rewind. I'm nude. Let's rewind I'm nude. to our first episode of, uh, of No Mercy that mean the pod debuted on when Tommy berated me for always being on Instagram, which is completely false, to be honest with you. Yeah. And this guy literally every five minutes, dude, he's fucking making stories. He's fucking glitzing up his Instagram. He's into bitmojis. He's into fucking hashtag millennial life. Like, talk about calling the kettle black, dude. I mean, I'm just obsessed with Tommy G. So... It's like anything I could do to bring attention to me and, and make a little avatar that looks like me and, you know, walks like me, talks like me. It's fucking great. I love it. I love it. So, so yes, I am. Uh, as long as you don't start like, taking fucking selfies of yourself. If you'd good. like to share your bitmojis oh, with there. me on Twitter, I would be more than happy to, to love to see your bitmojis. Tom, um, no one listening to this podcast has a bitmoji. They will now. Nope. They will now. Emoji. All right. Now that I went first, see that's that's the the meta game right there. I go first so that I can fucking I'm in the clean and I can fuck you guys up. So uh, who would like to go next on a guilty pleasure? Now that I bought you guys some time to think, I, I'll go next. I, I enjoy a nice shuffle video. <laughs> <laughs> shuffle video. <laughs> when I go on my Instagram and I go on Discovery. It's just like all shuffle videos, just people shuffling all over the world. <laughs> shuffling is like a little raver dance move. Uh, oh, I love it. But I was always into like crip walking and stuff, so shuffling's right I, I used to shuffle. Like I actually have videos of yeah, my ex shuffling shuffle. in California. I was a raver for a long time. So to hear you now, like you're like seven years behind me on everything. Like I used no. to listen to house music and techno, and Kurt used to call it noise. And then all of a sudden, I hear him listening to techno. I used to actually shuffle and rave eight years ago, and now Kurt's watching videos on shuffling and raving. Bro, there is a zero percent chance you could even come close to shuffling right now, dude. You've never seen me with stand fucking... up and shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Even with his bad hip, he's going to fucking fall over. I guarantee it. No, I got to see your feet. It does look like you're doing it, but let me see your feet. You see me? It does look like you're doing it. I am doing it. He just looked like fucking Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) Dude, Kurt, what's the verdict? It did look like you were doing it. I couldn't see your feet, though. But Well, I mean, obviously, if my body's moving like this and my feet... Yeah, it did look like you were doing it. Yeah, I could fucking do it. I used to be a raver. Do you understand my fucking oh, raving God. skills? Do you see no, this no, I'm with not these long fingers? Yeah, with those fingers. They, they look like fucking sharks with laser beams on their freaking head. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was built for this shit, son. I was a raver for a decade. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. Shuffle. Stick that in your ass and just shuffle down your ass. Bad lab. Yeah. I'm out of breath. Candy Crush. Yeah. It has to be it, right? This well, has to be that yours. And, you know, I like to stick large objects no i'm just kidding <laughs> no, no uh what is it called i've been obsessed with this game for about two years now i don't know this why. has to be it right yeah right. what candy crush no it, yeah. it's like candy crush it's called toon blast yeah. So basically, I understood um, this. it's so fucking like stupid. i couldn't touch he candy sits crush. on it obsessively all fucking 
day like for the whole year of 2018 yeah like it, it, but what do you get out of it so basically what it is it's almost like it's fucking ADD. I won't, you just I need won't, something I won't to keep busy candy he's a fucking gorilla i think it's too like girly candy crush yeah, yeah. Oh. fuck candy crush that's that's gay so tune blast is different yeah, so tune I, blast I started, <laughs> I started playing this game like probably like, two years ago Shaving your legs is is gay, but shaving your arms is cool. Like it's the weirdest fucking hypocrisy. <laughs> and at, and at night, when I lay down, like if I'm watching TV or something, I'll just open it up and start playing. It's almost like a it's like a Candy Crush meets Tetris. You know what I mean? And Let I'm, me see bro, a I'm like a fucking Hold dude. I'm phone. like a, the the G on that fucking on that thing, bro. Like, yeah, you're you're a DG degenerate. Me, with people it. invite me on their team. I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like we want this guy, the New Jersey. No way! I swear to God, dude. Would you have like a cool name, like New Jersey Vandal? I don't even know. No, you don't have a name. I don't think. Hold on, what is my name? You have like, to have a name. When you were on Candy Crush, you? were you like the Mad Crusher? No, I was never on Candy Crush. <laughs> Mad Crush. I was Mad Crush candy. MMA. I was never. On How did you get into this game, dude? One night I was going through my apps and I was playing the UFC game. Actually, I downloaded. It was taking too long to download and stuff, and I was like, "Fuck this!" and I deleted it. And I just stumbled upon this. It was like one of the more popular games at the time. So I said, let me try it. So fucking weird. So man. it was this so easy, so like the first weird. five levels. I was like, this game is so... Then it started getting harder and harder and harder oh, and harder. That's what they do to you. It's so a what level they bait you in. They bait you in with the, with the easy levels. Yeah, it baited me in. Then it was... It's a, it's a fucking mind game, dude. It's like that's... Do you have to pay for anything? Like if you get to like you have level your 20, you have to... So like basically what you he do He definitely is, bought extra lives. No, no. I did that one time. I was so upset with myself. Oh, my God. I bought energy one time. Dude, I was like, I oh my god! Thing, oh god, dude! Don't let the other the other mad crushers hear that. Yeah, They're gonna. Yeah. That's how you get banished from the community. <laughs> so I stopped, dude. But uh, yeah, did did anyone find out? Did your friends? Did your friends that want you on their team find out? No, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, but I know. How do but they, they know you exist? Cause, no, because like, what, what happens is this. This is what happens. Wait, you chat with people on this? No, no, no. You can, but I don't. When you're on a team, yeah. No, when you're on a team, that's you can. next week's. Because what happens? Pleasure. You have these these uh, they they give you these windows every day, like. Late at night for two hours, you you and your team have to gather a certain amount of points. If you get the points as a team, you get a treasure chest that you open up and it gives you half. Yo, lab, lab, lab. What? Can you just email me the rest of the story? Why does this exist? See how excited he is, dude. This is the most excited he's been on podcast. He's more passionate about that <laughs> than the UFC fights. These fucking treasure chests, bro. These you get these treasure friends. chests. It's fucking amazing, bro. You get the treasure chest, and then in the treasure chest, there's a little gopher that comes out, and then the gopher comes out and you bounce on his head and you get bigger. <laughs> I aspire to be better. I aspire to be better. I aspire to be better. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. So yeah, the, the funny thing about Lab with these games, Kurt, is that most people, like these games have like a two-week lifespan, right? Like that's what you do. We've all been addicted to a certain game for a couple weeks. Lab's been addicted to the same game for, for years, years, dude. Two but years. so is Cookie Rob. Cookie Rob still plays uh, Words with Friends and spends money well, on it. Right. Like, I used to play Draw Something. Dude, I fucking ran Draw Something. I, I don't even know what that is. Dominated Draw Something. Um, and I just, you know, you get bored of it. Lab is a fucking seven-year-old. Like I just, don't play games. I've never played games. I'm not good at them. Yeah, you should worry about your hat game. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fucking buffon. It looks like you got an emoji game. Like you're hiding a long bump of hair. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a fuck Mary kill because we got a fuck it's our first ever fuck Mary kill on there. We need a we need a title for this this group. We I just realized that. Like it can't just what be group? Tommy G Lab and the Bod. This has got to be like it's the Bodcast. The La Familia cast or something like that. But fuck Mary kill. Now, Kurt, we're gonna go to Mad Lab first on this. Are we doing us three? Fuck Mary Kill? 
No, I'm, I'm not fucking oh. marrying or killing any <laughs> I thought of the you were three. doing up Jesus three. Christ, no. <laughs> yeah, fuck Mad Lab, kill Kurt. <laughs> um, no, so fuck, marry, kill. So this was on Twitter. This was sent to me and Jeff because me and Jeff do the fuck, marry, kill segments on our shows. Uh, keep in mind, by the way, tomorrow, Evan Silva. I'll be recording with Evan Silva for those of you that are big fans of DFS. And we just recorded yesterday uh, with Jeff Mann. So we have episode 21, which is DFS related. And episode 23 will be DFS related, uh, which will launch tomorrow. So Fuck, Mary Kill is a game, which you guys all know of. Um, right? Who was it that thought it was Mary instead of Mary? Me. Was that you? It was you, Lab. Fucking. He's like, he's like he thought it was. Cool. Wait, he goes to me. He goes, that's Mary? A, he goes, that's a cool game, dude. He's like, when'd you make that up? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what the fuck it <laughs> it's was. It's a cool game you and Jeff play. Like, like, how'd you fuck, think that I was up? like, who the fuck is Mary? <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, it's a cool game you guys made up, but who's Mary? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill. So basically you have to take these three things, and it's supposed to be like which one do you want forever? Which one would you dabble with a little bit? And which one are you good to live without? Um, but they took it very literally on this one. Would you rather you have to fuck one of these, marry one of these, and kill one of these? If you fuck them, you only have to fuck them once, lab. All right. A ten, so this is about a female. A ten. So the girl's a, a, a Mad Lab 10, okay? Like an Ariana but, Celeste type. Yeah, so she looks Mad like Lab 10, which is a real-life 15, mm. all right? Because yeah. Mad Lab doesn't, and nothing above a 7 exists Never. in his world. So a Mad Lab 10, but her vagina stinks, Ugh. okay? A 5, but she has an amazing personality, which makes her a 7. Or a 3. Like, terrible. Like a Mad Lab 1, 2. But she's a super freak and will bring her hot friends home for you to play with, and she's great in bed. So you well, either get the worst-looking girl you've ever seen, but you got a shot at you know getting some freaky stuff with her. You get an average-looking girl, but her personality's dope as fuck. Or you get a 10, the hottest girl you've ever seen, but she's got a smelly vagina. But I feel like you answered it. So I, one claiming what they are. It's so you marry the five, you bang the three, and you destroy the what was it? The ten. Yeah. You kill the ten with the stinky yeah. badge. No, I kill. Yeah. I kill the ten. I marry the five, and I yeah. fuck the three. Yeah, it was an easy one. Why would you kill the ten? Because I've had plenty of hot women in my life, and I don't need one with a stinky pussy. Stinky badge is really bad. Yeah, because then you're never gonna want to bang her. You don't want to marry her, because then you got to be around her all day. So there's really no reason to do anything with the ten. And, and if, uh, what about the ten whose whose vag just stinks uh, once in a while? So you can get like two fucks in, and then it stinks no, on the third one. No, you said you fuck them one time. But you know, no, no, no. You the marry? Would you then marry her? No, if you absolutely can marry the, not. No, because let me tell what you. What if the ten was a ten across Why the board? Why would you marry? Coolest. Why would you marry a fucking? First of all, no one's marrying a fucking ten. No one's gonna marry a fucking except ten. me. No, you be you wouldn't either, dude. You wouldn't marry ten. First of all, why would you want to marry a fucking ten? Well, you got to deal with that. You got to fucking not only forget about. But the you keep in pussy. mind the one you're marrying is a five. Would have just yeah, fine. but this is my my philosophy. So you'd never want to have sex with her anyway. No, but my philosophy is this. My philosophy is that and her personality only brought her up have, to a seven. Women that are hot can talk themselves completely fucking ugly. It's happened to me yeah. plenty of times. They they can they can women they who can are Instagram fives can themselves talk themselves with a great personality up to a seven or eight. Right. So I agree with you. Yeah. I have it the seems same like answer. an easy one. Can you give it, us a celebrity one? It was it was fairly easy. Um, yeah. All right, let's do uh, let's do fuck, marry, kill. Um, what do you need me to do? You need me to think of three celebrities, something. Let me go female celebrities. All right, so let's go. I like this. This is fun. 
All right, so let's go. <laughs> Fuck, Mary kill, Jessica Alba, Rihanna, and Jennifer Lawrence. I mix up Jennifer Lawrence and Jessica Alba. I got to pull them up on Google. <laughs> I'm so bad with actors Jennifer and Lawrence is the one from Hunger Games. Bro, I thought Ariana Grande and that other girl were the same person. Ariana Grande and I love Ariana Grande. The girl that was with Justin Bieber. Is she old enough for person. me to be like talk? Oh, Selena Gomez. Yeah, I thought they were the same. Is she person. old enough for me to like talk like that? Holds Ariana Grande. She's young. I don't know. <laughs> She's so hot. Though. Wait, are we doing Jessica <laughs> Beal or Jessica Alba? Jessica Alba, Jennifer oh, Lawrence, Beale. and Rihanna. All right. Oh, wait, Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, I, I kill Rihanna <laughs> right off the bat. Why? <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. Consider her dead. <laughs> Rihanna's dead right off the bat. <laughs> what are the other two? Jessica Alba and Jennifer Lawrence. I married Jennifer Lawrence. I fucked Jessica Alba. Kurt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the same thing. Well, I, I don't know. Rihanna, I'm going to do. I'll F Rihanna. Marry Jessica Alba and kill the other. No. I want to fuck Rihanna. Ugh. Yeah. But I never thought she was as hot as everyone else thinks she is. Yeah, but you know she's crazy. Yeah, but that's dangerous. And Alba and Lawrence are two of my favorites of all time. So I'm going to go the same route. Um, I'm going to marry Jennifer. I'm going to fuck Jessica Alba, marry Jennifer Lawrence, and kill Rihanna. Yep, there you go. Kim, Chloe, and Courtney Kardashian. That's easy. Is then it? Kim. No, wait. Marry Kim. What? Marry Kim. That's not that easy. Bang Chloe. No, not Chloe. Who's uh, the, well, the one that Kurt, whines? You're, you're the one who's asking for fucking all no, these fucking killing Mary Chloe. Girls. You don't know who any girls are. Marry Kim, kill Chloe, bang the other one. Courtney. Yeah, that's easy. Model. Uh, model. Model. Madeline. Whatever. He's a model. Disrespect me like that. I'm looking at a, at a sheet. So hold on a second. Wait, 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 who's, the, who's, the one, who's the one who's married oh, to my, that? You guys are. No, don't on. ask me to who's play games where you don't even know people. Who's the chubby one? Do you guys fucking know anything Chloe. about right, life so kill, outside of... Kill Chloe. I'm killing Chloe. Killing her. She's Why? Because she's chubby? No, because she's just... I just can't stand There's Something about her she keeps me I out. just wanted to... So I'm killing Chloe. I'm fucking killing yeah, I'm marrying what kills Courtney. You. Yeah, it's marry Courtney all day, all day, Kurt. You don't marry fucking Kim Kardashian. Kim No, 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 no. She's... Oh, it's not even up for debate. Because you're looking at money? No, it has nothing to do with money. She's Kim the crazy Kardashian's one. Yeah, so you're going to marry the crazy one? Courtney's the one who's already like you know, no. Courtney's the crazy. No, she's one. not. A hundred percent. Courtney's the crazy one. What is the, Kim's is the laid point? back, easygoing one? She's just high maintenance, but you can deal with it and just fuck, fuck the other high one. Maintenance. Oh my god, where did this podcast go? This is what happens. This is what happens when I let you guys control the show. All right, <laughs> any final words there, Kurt? Nah, that's it. You got any final words for Rob? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Mad left. That's it. Get yourself a library card. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Mad Lab, for the bot, I am Tommy G. Make sure you tune in to Instagram this weekend and my Instagram stories. I'll even put some bitmojis on there for you, oh, which God. Mad Lab has already asked off of. He said he does not want to be on my Instagram stories when we are at the garden this weekend. Let's see what the odds of that happening are. You're going to have to go to at Tommy G DFS on Instagram and follow. But me and Mad Lab will be live streaming the UFC event, whether he likes it or not. So stay tuned.
for Mad Lab, for KG the Bod. I am Tommy G. Good luck, and stay cashing, my friends. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, 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 ain't no mercy.